My name is Melissa Rennie, and I'll be reading from my poetry book, Are the Rivers in Your Poems Real? And that was published in 2019, in fall of 2019. So this is a poem called Best Decisions of My Life So Far. And when I was thinking about this poem, what I wanted was for, I wanted a poem that could function almost as like a, a kitchen table where it brings people together and it causes a uh, an interesting conversation but once the conversation is happening, you don't really notice the table much or the food on it. So I have a couple of poems that I kind of thought of as kitchen table poems like that. So this is Best Decisions of My Life So Far. No. No. Yes. Yes. So this is a poem in five parts, and it's called Lullaby for a Waning Empire. This is part one. That her epoch is sad is something we should not concede to. There are gardens and cities we haven't visited and nights that love us. And though unhinged as we are, without a common foe, we come apart at the smallest obstacle, weeping in kitchens over a poorly executed dinner or stewing nights over affronts to our pride. Life is not as bleak as we sometimes let on. There is death, sure, and the anxiety of the coming chapter, but haven't we thought it over enough and carried ourselves through the civilian arrows, through prescribed and abrasive days with a dignity fitting the knowledge of existence? There are sighs and accretions of loss and days when others don't understand us. And we long for another time, a courtly era, when our gallantry could shine. Or a sure-footed war against those ugly Germans. But fantasy is unbecoming in such fine adults as us. Two. Character is a worthy thing. I admire it with age. And though temptations surround me, no tasty fling is worth the thing I decide upon. Besides, the events enhance us. Birthdays, seasons, holiday meals. If not for the calendar, I would be through with time. It sweeps and clicks. I don't want to leave. Though my life at times is quite plain. There are, there are ideas that interest me and dreams I have and songs that seem to find me. And though stoic, read their spirit so thoroughly through my veins that with some sign of my body, I betray to others that all is not fine with me. It must be in the way I glance at things. Three, and though we may never fathom the depths of those near us, we have tried. And though the sleepless nights gather and we, weakened and tantalized by glimpses into the void, defile ourselves with nights of indolence, wistful and walking, walking, from pact to pact until our finite spirit evening out as it can over this precise universe of things, cessates. 
but isn't that how it has always been with us? And there is art then to aid us, a new art, live and present, of infinite depth, an ocean above a highway, an art for everyone with time and nerves, so we, soul, ferry to the forbidding place and come back intact. Four, Europe is one and America, though thrashing, will soon acquiesce. And then what they say will be true. There is Asia, Asia, Asia. And what did you do with your supremacy? Five, That life is not the romp or caper we thought we were promised is no reason to steer our cars into fantastical trees or ascend in balloons into the sky. There are unseen rivers to find, and failing that, it is fine to be apart. And though optimism may fade and the torment that once drove our axe cools off and eases, and we perhaps no longer venture to the shore of our character, where beasts cavort and where no sure knowledge lives? Is there not also novelty found within? And couldn't that be a thing to win? There is goodness and beauty, and though they be unlinked, is no cause for lament. They exist, and if we cannot please ourselves in these, there is the thought that, with another month perhaps, or year, all this will reveal itself, and grow clear. This needn't be an arc of sorrow, though perhaps it has been, and it will feel sweet then in that dark and beautiful flow. So this is a poem called The Day We Lay in Bed uh, Like John and Yoko. It began with the day's news, Ted Kennedy's brain shaking against its banks and the bludgeoned Toronto lacrosse player, and Jimmy's Carter's aide who gave in to the pouches blooming malignant through his body. And sitting on a back porch the night before, we talked of Trudeau and immigrants who came from East Africa, and a friend who disliked our government drank and said, that wouldn't happen now. And how George Harrison, convinced of how all things coincide, picked a book off his shelf, found the first words and yielded a song. And because I had been editing the week's obituaries, we thought that since we were each morbid, we would forsake the world and lie here in your nihilism. With your hair spread alongside of me and my hand on your shoulder, we read magazines and newspapers and white-shirted waved at the passers-by and the Roncesvalles room filled with flowers. A trail of kisses over your shoulder while I dreamed of India. Going to your window, we saw the world pass by in its familiar haste while we were emblems to stillness and belief. And when they looked in, like John, I was a gentle shield that you stood behind. After a kiss, words fluttered from your lips, the full years' conversations. 
while you whirled through the colorful moods of the telling. With your stories loosened from your throat, the ceiling crowded with jostling birds. The day hurtled through us, the streetcars and Roncesvalles noise, and turning over in bed, your feet moved like fish. In our refusal of all things, we sat so stoic and reconciled. We wanted and craved nothing. And without aggression or aspiration, the whole course of the earth conceded our change. Mountains burst up in the hallway. You frowned and shook your head in disregard. And new rivers coursed, while my hand summered on your thigh. And old thoughts wintered far from my recognition of them. My hand rested with you so long that with the newness of all things, it became your thigh. As your toes joined my feet. And the laws lifted off us too, into the sky and our deities too. You smiled and waved as they flapped away. And when the morning's paper finally came, we saw that with the day's general tabula rasa, we were free from pasts and projections, the trap of stories and cycles, their separations and patterns. So the newspapers were full of peace, blank pages editors felt obliged to print. Innumerable white pages, it felt like snow as we turned through them. No bombs or graft. No Indian farmers felt they had to hang themselves over a little thing like cotton seed patents. It was nothing but this planet-wide abstention, a day without degradation. Young rivers poured over our bed, the blue cures of water crisscrossing knotted bodies. And our shoulders were the chilly continental passes. And lying so contemplative and still, with neither much lust nor separation, we witnessed the creation of light and the tracks of beasts, and understood that the cheap Roncesvalles room was a realm above inherited laws. All night, waking, Blank clothes, blank walls, blank pages. Unnamed rivers, swift and nourishing, slid across flesh, on and away. 